Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do it a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, Guys, do you ever watch The Goonies? No. <gasps> You've never seen uh, The Goonies? I have, but it's so long ago. I'm not going to remember hey that. Hey, you guys. Aw. Sorry. Yep. There's so many things I haven't seen that people are like, really? I know. Like what? Name one other. You saw, you saw Hood before, right? Nope. Keep naming stuff. What else have I not seen? What's hood? You've never seen. Is that what it's called? I don't think Peter so. Peter Pan. Robin Hood, do you? Yeah. Mean? No, no, no. Bitch. Peter Pan. Of course I've seen Peter Pan. How did What's you get hood hook, from Peter hook, Pan? Hook, not hood. Of course I've seen hook. Okay. <laughs> she said hood. <laughs> I'm obsessed. You watch Rocky Loves Emily. Wipe on, wipe off. Rocky Loves. Damn. What's that? Uh, I don't know the name. Everybody knows that reference. Everybody's saying it out loud. Three Little Ninjas or something like that. Rocky loves M and E, the white kids that appropriated and became martial artists and was taught by the quintessential archetype of an Asian teacher. <laughs> you know the actor. He was the Asian guy for everybody. Did um, Jaden Three Little Ninjas. Yeah. No. Yep. You never saw that? Karate Kid? Karate no. Kid. I never saw. I, I don't I'll, think, if I did, think I don't that's what it was called. Rocky loves Emily. I think it was though. Is that what it's called? <laughs> These are my favorite parts because I know people yelling. <laughs> no, that's not it. Is it? Maybe. What are my staples? Have you ever seen Tombstone? Mm-mm. What's that look like? What? Best three movie ninjas. Ever. No, that's not it. Three ninjas. I apologize. I've never seen three ninjas. Tombstone, who all over there? Tombstone. So good, you gotta watch that. My oh. hypocrisy only goes so far. Have you ever seen Tremors? Fuck yeah, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Is that so the, with the worms? The things yes. that were going in the in the it's thing. It's like sock puppets, though. Yeah. It's so bad. Yo, you saw Beetlejuice, of course, right? Of course, I saw Beetlejuice recently. Edward Scissorhands. Yes, my girl. 
Of course, tears still would cry to this day. Fucking bees. Free Willy. Free Willy. <laughs> that's the wrong First song. First of all, that's not the song. <laughs> I was But upset. you hit that note. <laughs> um, what else? What was the other song? Land Before Time. Oh, God. Why would they making us cry as kids? Why would they hurt? What was us? a mouse movie? Oh, what was the mouse with the move with the with an airplane, and they no. had hats on, and they were like they had like flappers. What's the mouse movie? And it's and they sing the song, and it's like dude, and they're like little immigrants. Yeah, I know they are little immigrants. Oh. They was riding the plane though. I don't remember the plane. There's one more dinosaur movie. An American Tale. Did we already? Do- yes, it's American Tale. That ain't the one. I'm did we? About. Did I say Land Before Time already? You did. Oops, Classic, that just really messed up to cut. me, huh? Fox and the Hound. Yo, Not a Disney cut. movie. Mm-mm. The Fox and the Hound, of course. amazing. Taught me all about race relations. Got one for you. Fern Gully. Oh, I love it. Oh, God. I love Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Another one that's not he Disney. He was so cute. Yo. Uh, he, the, his way of being, girl, all dogs go to heaven. Oh, oh. I showed that to Joe. Oh, my God. When she slept over my house that time, I bought... All dogs go to heaven, and I made them watch American Tale. Fivel, right? Fivel was in that, right? I would not know. I'm messing up. Anyway, shout out to Hi. our uh, our childhoods. You know, have you seen my childhood? Anyway, um, what's crack a lack and Sheila? It's getting into crunch time. It's getting into the holidays. Um. And I feel wildly like I'm just free falling. And like normally I am, but in a way that like Mm -hmm. I don't care and I need to get it together or I need to like completely tap into how detached I am. I haven't figured this out yet. (laughs) But um, it's weird over here for me. I don't know what it means, y'all. I don't know what I should do. But um, are you feeling like that because of Sable? Because of all the work you have to do? Yeah, there's a lot of work that has to be done. There's a lot of commitments. There's a lot of, and I don't care. And not in a way that's like <laughs> bad, that like, I don't care. I just, it's, it's just weird. Are you just better prepared? And it's not as, it's not as much of like a uphill battle now. You're just like, oh, I've been here. I've done this. Maybe that's I know what's what coming and I'm I ready. I don't know. You never know what's coming. You never know what's coming. Unfortunately, in this human existence, we just don't know. And I hate it, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Prepared, kind of, sort of. I actually feel less. I feel like the risk is far higher than it's ever been for me, to be completely honest. And I should be scared. And maybe I'm just completely disassociated and I'm romanticizing it. That's probably what it is. I need a therapist. (laughs) I cracked it up. I know what's going on. I'm just... (laughs) Listen, somebody help me. One of us does need a therapist. You want to know why? I read a meme today and it said, this sounds like a great idea, even though it wasn't meant to be a great idea. It says, my best friend and I I do this thing called trickle down therapy, which is where I tell my best friend stuff. My therapist says to me, since she's not in therapy. (laughs) So one of us got to get in there. And then all the listeners are going to catch the uh, shed. That's it. Shed off as well. Shed off. Trickle. Mm. what shed off shed (laughs) 
<laughs> Why did you say that? It's a thing. I think shed off. Sh- anyway, yep. Oh, you mean like shed? Like what we're shedding? Shed off. I think that is how goodness works, though. You okay. get a little goodness, you learn a little goodness, and you spread a little goodness, and then it keeps spreading. Contagious. Like a disease like or a something. Disease. But this is a good disease. This mm-hmm. is this isn't dis-ease. This is ease. The distribution <laughs> of ease. Hallelujah. Yes. Let's go. Trickle down therapy. Heard it here first. Can somebody get therapy first so this can actually happen? <laughs> you know, we just need like callers to keep calling. I have this plant and I wish I could show it to you. How's she doing? I have a vine. And I'm watching photosynthesis. I'm watching the creation of sugar. Because on the end of this little leaf, and I... What? What's she doing? On the end of this leaf, I didn't water this plant. There's a big old ball of liquid. And I know it's photosynthesis. I know it's the sugar that the plant's creating. Shout out to my fifth grade science teacher. That is fifth grade. Mm Mm-hmm for teaching me photosynthesis and I remember being like amazed by it I said what the plants create a sugar that's great but it's so <laughs> cool and it looks like it's about to fall but it's just kind of stuck there on the edge what is miracles all around what us what does she need is that okay it's just natural it's just nature baby yeah photosynthesis is a good thing photosynthesis mm-hmm. do you know what photosynthesis is it got to do with the sunlight and then converting <laughs> the sunlight into energy into you, sugar. Why that's you say yeah? That's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. But does why it happen all the time? Thing? It just happens continuously with the plants. Yes. Mm-hmm. The process by which green plants and some other organisms use sunlight to synthesize foods from carbon dioxide and water. Photosynthesis in plants generally involves green pigment, chlorophyll, and generates oxygen as a byproduct. So your plants are creating oxygen, but it also creates some sort of sugar. Mm. <sighs> anyway. Something don't Yeah, energy in the form of sugar. But you know what happens when they, you know why they turn, the green what? turns to orange and red and the leaves fall Yellow. Off? Oh, okay. They are... They are, um, what's the word? They are maintaining their energy. They're not, they're not, because it's cold and there's not a lot of sun and all of the, you know, they are retracting their energy inward and not Mm -hmm. trying to lose it. And they, the chlorophyll retracts and then it falls off. And that's how they maintain their energy during the cold. How uh, they maintain the energy if you? They're not exerting the energy to do it. Takes energy to to do the act of making sugar. So the plants to come back. The plants to come back. You mean? Yeah, because they don't always come back. Not everybody. Trees and shit. Trees and shit. I my house plants ain't doing that, but some of them trees. No. Are like I got. Once they go, they go. We got to hibernate now. Y'all doing too much. I'm tired. Wow, you learn so much. The range of around the way curls is just <laughs> like no other. Like, how you like, doing? Like, <laughs> like, fuck with us. Like, um, I'm deciding who I want to be. Oh, you're turning thirty six and getting active brand new. How old are you? Thirty six <laughs> or thirty seven? Yeah, thirty six. Mm-hmm. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Um, 
You will be 37. Oh. Yo, girl, you is cute. I feel like I'm looking 36 these days. I think that you still look. My mom kept saying, Shanti looks, she just. I have no Mom's makeup on. on. I had dick a little bit, in my yo. hair, though. That's why. I you did. Like a That's why you look child. like a baby. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I'm deciding who I want to be. There's a couple of options. Okay. They're not all good options, <laughs> and I'm tempted to, to be something I'm not. And Well, it's that we discussed that there's no good or bad. There's no white <laughs> and black, so... There is a fuck around and find out. Mm, Just tricky. what story are you putting on it? Mm-mm. She said no. I don't I like know that. What, I know what I'm telling myself at night. Anyway, oh. I'm deciding who I want to be and if I want to be prey or if I want to be predator or if I just want to be this fucking plant, you know? Whoa! And just be. Maybe I'm not out here hunting. Maybe I'm not out here. Getting eaten either. Maybe I'm just growing and minding my business and putting oxygen in the world. I don't know yet. Well, this is exciting to see what happens. Yeah. Maybe you can do all of that. Maybe. Anyway. (laughs) That was the biggest answer. The internet hit (laughs) hit me with one of (laughs) me's. What (laughs) the fuck are you talking about? I love it. I think you know what I'm talking about. That's why it's so good. Yeah, you do. That's why I'm like, whatever. I could be vague and you still don't. I hate it here. Um, okay. Well, we didn't make it to the end of our episode last week with our pop culture. Um, so do we want to, Sheila, do voicemails? Voice I think mails. we should. Yeah. Because we don't have hot shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Voicemails. You trying to take that from me? Never. Hmm? Uh, that's Con- my favorite. Unpopular opinion. I don't like Wayne's World. Oh my God. Did you say it was your favorite? What, Wayne's World? Oh, yeah. No. Of our oh. little ad libs into oh, a voicemails? segment. <laughs> voicemail. Voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I love your after these messages. I do. We got a lot. Wow. We really got some. Uh, we got to figure out politics as usual. I don't know if he's putting that in there. Politics is usual. Wow. He better be. Get fired, Monty. Don't say that. Monty, we need you. Please don't. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> what the fuck what we do? You saw I almost threw up. I was like, hold on, hold on. JK, JK. All right. First voicemail. Ready, Sheila? Hey, guys. So I've called in before. I'm not going to say my name today because I'm about to be putting all my business out here, but I just listened to. The episode where you guys are talking about um, relationship attachment model. And basically, I just got out of a relationship with someone who I now realize that is a narcissist and used emotional manipulation the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Actually turned out to be a really bum-ass, lame-ass, horrible-ass person. So, um, I think so that you guys are already doing the work and, like, evaluating relationships and stuff. And after coming out of this relationship, I just realized, like, I think the answer really is, like, in Black, queer, feminist, liberation, theology, and all of that kind of stuff, and how you talked about, like, relationship anarchy. 
personally, I feel like I won't let um, a relationship with a man take up that much space in my life again, especially mm. as someone who identifies as queer and a black woman. It's just like I know too much and I'm too aware of how all of these systems operate against me to be in a relationship with someone who isn't as aware of all of these things. Um, and I just feel like even though there are definitely black men out there who understand some of this or understand these things, they're far and few between. And I feel like when you're like an emotionally deep person, it's it's hard to find someone who is socialized in this society that's able to hold enough emotional depth and space for someone like that. So I just feel like rather than expecting to get my full depth held by this one person, why not just, you know, have a couple of different people who can hold the different depths of me? Um, I think, yeah, I think monogamy. I went into this, the crazy thing is I went into this relationship saying I wanted it to be, like, ethnically non-monogamous. But what I realized is they just gaslit me and regurgitated stuff I said to make it seem like we shouldn't do that. But they wanted to do their whole thing, their own thing the whole time anyway. So it's like, just go ahead and take monogamy out of it. All right. Hmm. Well, it seems like um, you have had some experiences that are leading you or directing you to to um, what you want and what may bring you more desire and safety and ease and understanding. So I'm sorry that you had to deal with the fuck shit. Um, but it seems like it's also bringing you some clarity as well. And I feel like we're, we're all just, we, I'm Ebony K. Williams. We're all just, just no matter the narrative, the story we want to put on it, we're all just looking for a community and for security and for safety and whatever narrative whatever category whatever tribe you want to connect with to have those needs met then you know do what you got to do and um yeah i hope i hope you find that i hope you find that um i i agree with what you're saying i also caution um making any kind of uh, life choice when you're in deep pain, which I, I, I might be wrong, mm. but it sounds like you are. Mm. Um, and um, sorry. In terms of and determining men, like making just in general, rejecting men or any decision. It could be a, even a life decision. You want to wait a second to get some clarity but yeah, I'm hearing like, you know, you had a off, you had a bad 
experience with the man. And I hear you say like, you know, not all men are like that, but it's, it's a people thing. I think, cause I hear you say like, you know, you're, you might, you're interested in ethical non-monogamy. The tricky part about that is ethical. And that's going to be tricky with any human <laughs> out here because like our good sis bell hook said the practice of love offers no place of safety we risk loss we risk hurt pain Mm. Mm. we risk being acted upon by forces outside of our control Mm. every time every time and that is when our good sis Maya angelou comes in and says that you always have to the, have to have the courage to love again and always one more time again. Mm. And that's how you keep your humanity. And it's like, uh, hopefully, the pain teaches you to, or helps you, because it's not on you. It's not your fault. But the pain encourages you to look at the role that, that you played, if anything. If we every again in my mind, everything's a co-creation. Even when you're the victim, how do you get out of it? Sometimes not everything. Now I'm thinking about Palestine, but um, but like, what role did I play? What signs did I not see? How can I move forward differently? And I think you're doing some of that and applying that, and then hopefully next time, it's less painful. And more joyous, and if it shifts into something else, it's handled a little more beautifully and with better care. But it's all risk, baby. Damn it! It's a man, a woman, a a they, them. It's all risk. All the time. That's about the only risk that I jump fucking head first in. This is true. (laughs) Money. I'm like nah. Like free falling. I'm like free falling. I'm in that bitch. <laughs> no parachute, no problem. He gonna catch me. Dumbass. Um but anyway, sis, just know it gets better. It does. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, all right. Next up. Hi there. Uh long time listener. Well, not super long time, maybe two, three years. And what I love the most about your podcast is the authenticity in your friendship. Um, and I can even see the the years and the depth and the, and the nuance, and I appreciate that so much um, in a podcast setting. I think it really makes you unique. Um, in speaking about friendship, I, I am newly into my 30s. I'm 31, freshly 31. And... My greatest struggle has been navigating how suddenly, you know, lonelier it is. Um, I feel like I'm getting footing in, you know, I'm starting to understand my career a little bit more. But people are moving on to, like, you know, partnership and and children and and things of that nature. And my day-to-day feels a lot lonelier than it did maybe two, three, four years ago. Um, and I don't know if you all have any tips. I kind of feel like I don't know what to do. I feel frustrated because I know they're not doing it intentionally. Um, that's just the way life is. But I, 
I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder if you all have any tips for kind of navigating the ebbs and flows of, of true adulthood. I guess what I was experiencing with young adulthood. Again, big fan. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Sis. That's a great question. Concern. That is a great question. Insight. <sighs> um, you're this shit lonely when all your friends having kids and getting married and doing shit. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's I wonder I wonder if you told them that. Mm. I wonder if you said, Hey, yo, this is what I'm feeling. I'm really lonely and I miss you, or I miss how we used to be. And how it would feel to just say that it might not change anything. Or it might allow for y'all to figure out how to merge the two adulthoods and make them make sense with each other. Um, I don't know how to find new friends. I don't know how to do it. I just be happening sometimes, but I know that it's a hard thing. But I, I just encourage you to be really honest about how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think I did that once. Not with you. I think I did that with Amanda when she was, you know, in the thick of it with her relationship and her baby and stuff. And I was like, "Mm, I really miss X. And I remember her reassuring me that like, for now it's this, but it'll be back to that. You know, for now it has to be this. And it it is. We're back to our shenanigans because them kids can stay home. (laughs) (laughs) We're leaving them kids home, child. No, but it is. It's kind of like, um, especially when they're new babies and the mom's newly traumatized. Complete life change. Yeah. Mm. I think what you offered was a good uh, good insight there, Antonisi. Okay. Hey, ladies, this is Leo. I did listen to your, your last episode, um, and I wanted to, to encourage y'all to do some more some more dissection on that Tara Owens topic. Well, just take it take it away from Tara Owens. Y'all were talking about well, the basis of the conversation started at asking the question. Well, we ha- we can't be dismissive of his his experiences and what he's been through and how that's affected the way he's had to move through the world. Um, in my opinion, I agree with y'all because if we can't just we can't just expect people to have these negative experiences and then not have the tools and resources because because of patriarchy and all these other systems, men haven't been provided the tools to to express themselves, talk through things, have the right um, resources. Just in general, we can't we can't expect them all of us to to just automatically be correct or make decisions that make other people feel comfortable. So, and and I read a lot about how we tell women often, you you don't, your decisions don't have to make anybody feel comfortable. You do things for you. You do things with the, with the information you have at the time of women are, are granted grace and love and compassion. But my question to y'all and everybody else listening, where is that consistent compassion and love and consideration for our emotions and our feelings and what we go through on a daily basis and in our lives. So instead of of saying, oh, here's another black man doing this, acknowledge that, no, there's something there because there's a difference between being anti-black 
and having mommy issues, having abandonment issues, and then actually just being being um, being unknowledgeable of yourself and just, or of your blackness and just making decisions about your partners. So I just I just encourage y'all to do some some more dissection there. Great conversation though, and again I always appreciate y'all having these having these type of conversations instead of just dismissing things that we see in the media. Like all these conversations shouldn't be had so um in such a specific way about the person but more so about our cult our culture and our people in general. That's how that's how we're gonna excuse me, that's how we're gonna progress. And with a little love sprinkled in there, that's how we're gonna get better. Keep up the good job though, y'all. Leo. You wanna respond first? You can go first. You pondering over there. She sat back, y'all. I'm listening. Um, yeah, I think listen, I'd be the first one to be over here like, no, we have to consider what he's saying and it's really he's he's been hurt and it makes sense. And I can dig it. I really can. Um I would be remiss though after I thought about this a little more in terms of not specifically to Terrell Owens, but that example, I saw another man online who had a response to that and it really sat with me. And he said, basically, he summarized that like, you know, Terrell Owens' experience with black women growing up, them making fun of him is legit, you know? But I have a really hard time believing that it was only black women. I'm sure it was black boys too. And for some reason, Tara was able to move on and have strong relationships with black boys. He was able to see them as individuals and not reject them, reject them altogether or say that his experience with them kind of like turned him away from them. Whereas with black girls and women, he was only able to see them collectively through the lens of his unfortunate experience with the few and it'd be interesting to understand why especially since Terrell Owens was raised by grandma a black woman mama black woman so why did it only take that rejection of his romantic and maybe sexual interests to for that, to, for that to be what he decided to speak on. I don't know the answer to that. I just think it's an interesting question, especially when there, this is a lot of what black men say, you know, that they've had negative experience, black women, they haven't been accepted, not a lot, but the, the quirky ones that be going over there and being with Becky on the farm and they overalls, shit like that. They'd be like, y'all wasn't checking for me. Just interesting. It's just interesting. I don't know. But with all that said, surprise, surprise, I offered the counter argument here. Took my cape off for a second. I'll put it back on real quick to say, absolutely. I I, I don't agree with the narrative that I don't, uh, maybe I'm uncomfortable with that because I'm too worried about how everybody else feels and I'll own that. That narrative of your decisions don't have to make other people comfortable. I think you have to still consider folks. Can't just walk around how here not so? considering. How does people. he need to consider folks? Not him. I'm talking about that general, that general idea. Like Leo had said that there's a lot of 
conversation with women where people are saying your decisions don't have to make people uncomfortable make or make them comfortable make them uncomfortable you don't have to explain yourself to nobody you do what makes you happy and he's saying like where is that energy for black men and i think that's legit i, I if that's what we're saying to to black women then sure i think that's legit but i just don't i don't the whole idea around not consider you know that the whole idea that my decisions don't have to make anyone comfortable. No, I don't have to go out of my way, but I think I should be considering people just to be not a shit person, but and considering myself and why my decisions are the decisions that I'm making most importantly. But I feel you, Leo. I feel you. I mean, but you also said in terms of him, uh, I don't know if what Terrell I don't know the next Terrell. name. Terrell, Terrell said Terrell. was a collective dismissal of black women all around. Because from what you said, he dated. That's the narrative. A bunch that was what. That's what. The, I'm just women. talking about the narrative. Oh. It's not specific to him. I'm just talking about that oh. narrative where it's not the first time we've seen men. But he did say it. That's why he started to date white women. I don't think any of us, any of us, are not conditioned or acting out our politics in our sexual behavior. None of us. Mm -hmm. If you a black girl and only date, you got to type internet. You are somehow working out your politics or your shit in, in your sexual choices as well, which could be said men that only a nigga that dates you could be somehow working out his politics. And I, I think all of us, in some on the spectrum of sex and and politics have things to unravel and to look at i guess white and black people have the most stark uh the most polarizing things i don't know that any of us are um free from yeah our sexual choices and our politics and the trauma that we've endured in our lives but um i guess uh yeah i don't know that's all i have to say i don't i, don't know <laughs> I guess I, any... I don't know i don't that's <laughs> I, I don't I know if i had anything to do with what leo just said but uh <laughs> i don't know that it did that's what but I'm that's all right on. so okay. we could dis dissect it all but we all would have to look at ourselves as well like i don't know that if it's mirror. like that nigga over there only day white women but it's like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I only date super dark-skinned women, dark-skinned men. Like, okay, maybe that's politically, or if you're a black person, that is like. Just say my fucking name. <laughs> I'll punch you in the face. Like Anybody. I somebody recently was like, I only date dark-skinned men. And she was a dark-skinned woman. That is not in any way not connected to her politics or some type of racial conditioning trauma that she men. has i just want to be clear i date other men <clears throat> i just got <laughs> i just might get a little she like a milk dud that's her thing uh, like a milk but dud. if but then somebody could Nigerian. say oh my gosh he only dates light-skinned girls or look at them that's we're all in it we're all, all in it we're all i'm telling you i remember my ex saying politics are all i have a hard time with you because you're not who i envision myself with and i'm making a statement by being with you whether I like it or not. I was like, <laughs> but also I guess like, what are, what does word. your sex say about your politics or your trauma? I don't know. What would mine say? 
unwell crazy <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at the people that you dated i was like it's good Spe- spectrum <laughs> they, they all, <laughs> she all over the place <laughs> she can't focus <laughs> real she don't give a fuck about politics that's what, that's what we alerted <laughs> what her say? least favorite segment she, off the <laughs> shit. she out here like whatever hot shit <laughs> all right let's take a break sanger after these messages, we'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Boop! And we're back. So last week, we didn't get to anything. We were like, listen, we got to break this on down real quick. This week, we're going to finish. We're going to finish things on out. So get excited. You have pop culture coming your way, but not just yet. I have a PSA for everybody now. Yeah. Japan, as well as Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and some places throughout Europe have banned cereal snacks that contain BHT and BHA. These are clinically proven ingredients that cause cancer. They are carcinogenic, and they are still being served and offered in the United States because we... Our government doesn't care about us. What kind of foods you ask? Shit you probably ate, gave to your kids. Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes, Wheat Thins, Rice Krispie Treats. I can't believe that. 
all f- forms of white bread have it. Um, listen, when you're going down the aisle, especially for your babies now, okay, and yourself, you're going down, you're grabbing your food. It's in those bright, colorful boxes with characters that look so delicious and appetizing, convenient. Flip that shit back around and see if it contains BHT and BHA. What does that stand for, you ask? Give me a minute. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why would you not have it up? (laughs) Show. And then you can hear you typing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Butylated. That's the name of it. Butylated. Hydro hydroxy analyst. It doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't matter. matter. It's bad for you. It's real bad. It causes cancer. And you know what? I've been noticing gum in my community. It's it's a a stabilizer. It makes it so things don't go bad and stabilize. It's a processor. Yeah. Yeah. Beer, butter, vegetable oils, potato chips, meat patties, hot dog. Oh god. It's in processed food. So if you're getting something that's heavily processed, you best believe it got that BHT, BHA in it. And I've, I've been noticing uh, within my community a lot of deaths. And not people that I'm necessarily close to, but like that I'm adjacent to. We've had two deaths of people that we went to high school. Young people, not even 40 mm. years old yet, that have succumbed to some type of cancer. And you have to consider like... Our moms, even my sister's generation, like the amount of processed food that they were given when they were younger is different now than our generation, I feel like. Sometimes I walk into grocery store aisles and just like I mentioned before, the color, it it looks like cartoons. It looks fake. Mm -hmm. When you walk down the aisle, you're like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? It doesn't look like real food. You got to be careful of it. It looks crazy. It's a trap out here. They're trying to kill us. And you can't succumb to it. And don't start, like you imagine if your child is like two all the way till 25 daily eating this kind of stuff, building up in their growing little systems. Mm. Their building cells are, are, are chemicals and carcinogens. Oh my God. Cheerios. Check cereal. Damn it. BHT. I don't see BHA in checks though. Damn, checks is so good. It's so good. Not us out here having to eat whole grains. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Do your own research. There's lists upon lists of. I bet Gwen Paltrow has a whole episode about it somewhere, child. (laughs) (laughs) The goop to goop girl. (laughs) Telling you all the things. She was like, and then if you really do want to not get cancer, you got to get this hyperbolic chamber that will eliminate it from your body for a measly price of $500 million. (laughs) But it's an investment in your health. Good luck. Shit. Shout out to Goop, though. The least we can do. If they want to sponsor, sponsor us, we down for us. The goop de goop with the whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> we will support you. <laughs> but You're not real. Stop looking. Just look at what's on our boxes. We got to look at what's. We got to. 
We gotta be we conscious. We have to look at what's on our boxes. We do. Stop <laughs> buying shit in boxes. That's the first motherfucking problem. <laughs> Stop buying shit in boxes. Any kind of box. You don't even know what I'm talking about. My shit is all paused. You ain't even getting no, it. I love I'm, you. I'm naive. We gotta start looking at our boxes. Our boxes. This is true. Mm-hmm. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Vaginas. Are you sure? Boxes. <laughs> the fact that they call a vagina a box is brilliant. He <laughs> tried to eat my box. <laughs> nigga eat my box. That's what I'm gonna say. That's how I'm gonna start talking to you, nigga. You try to eat my box. Yeah, you ain't my box, nigga. You wild. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> they would not know what to say. Stop biting your nails. We can't stop, won't stop. I did this. this. <laughs> that was crazy. Wow. Can you believe it? I'm going to say that. <laughs> don't say that. I don't think that's going to go right well. after it happens. <laughs> what are you going to say? I don't know. Damn. Not you eating my box. <laughs> 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 Yo. <laughs> He'd probably be so salty. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. On to more You're serious more funny things. today. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. The edible. Go. On Apologies. to more things. The biracials have been tripping. Antoinette has let me know, actually. <laughs> We're down bad. The <laughs> biracials you want to talk about this, bad. actually? Fight back. <laughs> what is going um, on? Rightfully so. The bi- biracial people are down bad. And I... <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm good with it. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I was me a smart ass, but Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, terrible at his job. Just terrible. And I was watching the game and he's a biracial and he was embarrassing himself. Monday night football live. Like, oh, everybody watched it. And I was like, because he was, paying, everybody was playing poorly playing so poorly oh. he just got he f- just fought for a bunch of money a lot of people just don't like him and that's and then i saw that like he had wrote my mom my mom fries the best fried chicken and she's white and i thought Mm-mm. you deserve everything you get in there friend <laughs> <laughs> stepped out of biracial terms like what are you doing stay in your box my guy and i was like yo zendaya fight back help us <laughs> because we down bad. We're down bad. Drake. Oh God. Drake's ass. Here we go. He came out with for all my dogs. We didn't talk about this because we ain't listened to it, right? Never. Did you listen to this? R- his little kid r- drew on the uh, drew the artwork for it. <laughs> Did he? Shout What's out his to name? Adonis. Mm. I think. Here's the thing. We didn't. I didn't listen to it because I don't like how he been acting. And I don't like that corny shit he's doing with Meg and the fact that he's double, triple down and on it. And I just think he's progressively gotten more corny and I didn't care to listen to it. Did you Especially ever after... listen to his albums? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh uh, young Drake. When Drake first came out. Yeah, okay. I did. I didn't mind that Drake. Okay. I thought he looked funny, but I was like, I fuck with his music though, right. a little bit. Right. Definitely talented. But then I saw the lyrics circulating on the socials of medias and was like, mm, a couple lyrics about Rihanna, mm-hmm. obviously about Rihanna. Everybody's like, is this about her? Social media speculates it. I was like, how many times he going to write the word anti and then talk about how your vagina was okay. Damn. Cause she said it was sex with me was so amazing. It was just corny. It was like, 
Why do you need to do that? And then he took it a step further and dissed Esperanza Spalding. No, she was my, she ain't been. <laughs> <laughs> that was where I was like, why would what? he okay. do that? I was like, Meg didn't make sense. Rihanna, okay, you had history with Rihanna. Didn't need to do it, bro. She's, that woman is two kids in. Is she? Got a whole relationship. Yeah, Rihanna has two oh, children. Oh, I Esperanza Spalding. I apologize. No, has two kids in. Went a whole relationship. And you trying to act like she was trash? You was impressed on her? Her choreographer posted the picture of him where he tried to kiss her on stage and she dubbed him. Listen, you're corny. But Esperanza Spalding was a whole new level of corn. Like, let that lady play her bass and sing. You so mad that she beat you for a Grammy? She deserved it because she's probably far more talented than you. Hello, bro. Playing her bass and whatnot. Singing her songs. It's just corny. And I just think that Drake is one of these guys that is lame, creating a lane for more lames and breeding lanes. It's true. He's dangerous and even. It's, it's dangerous. He's ruining a lot of things. I know that you think he had, his stuff's going to come out that he's got like some weird mm-hmm. sexual shit with him yep. and children, yep. which is just Under alleged. Eight. It's not even a real thing. We don't know that. I don't know why Shanti why feels that so deeply then? in her spirit. <laughs> because I'm high. You heard but it here I think... first though. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> no, like, Damn, don't get us sued. Don't get us sued. He's going to get us That is man. not real. He, there are no <laughs> allegations like that. But he's struggling. And then Doja Cat. Doja. Why we? Now. <laughs> Doja. Doja was. I'm not mad at Doja a lot of times, though, when she be doing her crazy shit. She got her stunts. Doja was, though, this time wearing a T-shirt with the alt-right neo-Nazi comedian, comedian Sam Hyde. And people were pissed. And Doja's whole thing right now is, I'm not yours. I'm mine. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to care. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to care about me this much that you're in a hive. Wow. And that I'm on some pedestal okay. that I need to live up to. Fuck you. Hate me if you need to. I'm free. I think that was beautiful what you just said, the way you broke that down. For real? Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't, I I couldn't articulate what that is. What exactly what she's doing? Yeah, I think it's a like a proclamation. Listen, that's fine, but, and I also think that's a little bit maybe what Drake is trying to do too. But we obviously know he cares. Like, but you care so much. No, Drake. he cares. I think what he's trying, he's trying to. What my understanding of him is that I think that he wants to be taken seriously in a different kind of way. And he's, I think, trying to do that, but going about it the corniest way possible. Like, I think he wants to be taken seriously like a Kendrick is. Oh, God. And he's just, you're not that. Mm-mm. And I think he's like resentful of being this pop kind of like, oh, Drake, Drake. Mm. But he wants to be like Andre. Mm. He wants to be that. Yeah, he wants to be not that. He wants to be an artist. Yeah. And when he tries to do his art, like he does his art, plays around when he did his house thing. Yeah. And um, so now you come back with with this for all my dogs. And it was lame. Because you reverted back to lame. Anyway. Glenda McNeil's not biracial, but by proxy. And by 
a girl. When you said this to me, I was like, I I texted you too and was like, she is not biracial. Girl, everybody thought she was now. (laughs) At CultureCon, apparently she is a very high up executive at American Express. And she was given the responsibility of interviewing the icon, the moment, the legend, Issa Rae. Excuse me, Issa. Issa. (laughs) And Glenda sat herself in front of a crowd of attentive black youth them and proceeded to call Issa Rae Issa, not one, not two, but three times. And the crowd reacted by shouting out the correct pronunciation each time that she mispronounced it. And Miss Glenda flared up in a light skin rage and says, calm down. <laughs> I'm part of the community, honey. It's okay to be vulnerable and not get it right all the time. Which had everybody being like, yo, that's a white woman. <laughs> everybody was like, yo, she white. This biracial immediately accused her of being biracial, but she's not apparently. She is just a light. She probably from the New Orleans Octoroon families. I apologize. What do you call them? What's Beyonce and them people called? Creoles. <laughs> you see me quiet as shit on this. Did you just call somebody an octoroon? Is that racist? Uh. Octoroon. De- derogatory? Let me go to the, let me go to Google. <laughs> it's offensive. I apologize. That's not right. I did not know. For real, for real. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I'm sorry. I want to post this <laughs> no. so bad. Is that racist? <laughs> you I'm Google? sorry. It was how you. <laughs> it was how you Googled it with offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like that white lady that meme <laughs> where that where that black lady's like my 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 last name's Johnson and the black lady's my name's last name's Johnson. They were slaves and that white girl. Was, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not talking about. <laughs> I just yeah. anyway. I apologize, but very fair skin, sandy hair, just very. You know, she looks. She she looks like she could be biracial. But anyway, we're coupling her in with the biracials because why she do that? No, you're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. This this was like this is how I know you're not on Twitter. This was a whole. 50,000 think pieces or why oh. we cannot take this woman's blackness away okay, from her. Okay, I apologize. Because of all that she's done. All right, I'm doing For the I'm, black community okay. and, and, and how she is, she, like, she's dead wrong with Issa with that situation, but she also doesn't deserve to have her blackness well, she's taken been away from her. fighting for that all so her life because she said it. She said, I'm part of the community. <laughs> I am the community. I think... I think that's why a lot of people thought she was white because that Cause like, feels damn, like a girl, white woman response. Hot topic. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> but internet well, and I, I can't thought- believe you were about to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there like, how's she, where's she going with this? She said, so we love her already. She ain't black. But, oh, what does that say about me? She is black, even if she's biracial. But you know what I mean. You ain't read the think pieces. Mm. Girl. That's the intellectual working. black working community out came out biracial <laughs> angst, angst in this moment. The meta meta. Wow. <laughs> Not us. What you say? The the bit dog howl. The hit dog howl. <laughs> what do you say? 
Internet, you're high. <laughs> so you're laughing for shit that's yeah. not that funny. The bit dog howled is hilarious. What did you what is it called? The hit dog the howled. The hit dog howled. The bit dog howled. Is this the new way to say that though? I'm telling you, she that's high funny. Again, y'all. No, I am, but I'm telling you, Shotzi, you don't realize that that's funny. Okay. The bit dog howled instead <laughs> of the hit dog howled. It's like a colloquialism, sweetie. This is like a something that's been passed down from generations. This is what people say. A hit dog gonna holler. Well, you you never heard of My that? My white mom never said that, so I probably... <laughs> Uh-uh. You'd be like, oh, a hit. And my anti-black like, father I- didn't repeat those <laughs> colloquials. <laughs> I just slobbered. It ain't okay. happening over here. Listen. All right, take take us to the so next wanted. Thing. I wanted to make a, this is my list of the most annoying biracials that bother me. <laughs> here we go. Number one. I don't know which one it is. Both of them. <laughs> Tia and Tamara, get on my nerves. When them <laughs> girls be dancing and doing their videos, I don't know why they get on my nerves. Is it because the they're biracial? Oh my god! I don't think so, but they get on I my think nerves. It's a, you know the black one, the one that everybody says she the black one. She got the black husband that got divorced. She had, yeah, that's the she one that be on, dancing. They get on my nerves, both of them. The other one, pretty much, she be quiet. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I don't know which one the black one is. Mm-mm. I think it's Tia. Mm-mm. I don't know. Tricky. The Next up one. for That's, the most annoying both. biracial for me, Drake. Goes without saying. <laughs> Easy. It goes without saying. Oh. <laughs> Y'all got to wait. I'm not going to say that. Say it. Say it. Say it. No. Say it. I'm going to get in say trouble. It. That's just for you, Anthony. Say it. <laughs> You're not going to say that shit. This say is what too it is. provocative. She gonna get you. Say it. Nope. It's the way her head be peeking out the videos, right? <laughs> I don't think she is biracial. She isn't. Queen. That's why it's fucked up that I said it. <laughs> logic. Do you what know the logic? logic? The people no. who know know that poor bo- and it's he's so just being the best that he can be and trying to be as authentic as he can be, and I hate it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why would you say that? It's true. He's trying to be I authentic know, and you hate it. I know. Him? It's terrible. Black men are he, not safe. He's, yeah. What is he doing? He's, look up logic. Just look him up and then you're going to be like, oh, God. It's that, hard for him. It's really hard for him. Logic. And I know it's not right that I feel this way, but I can't deny it. And I'm going to be honest. Oh. Meghan Markle on my list a little bit too. I'm sorry. She's teetering. She, girl, she's why? She on the list. She ain't teetering. She teetering for Shut me. Up. A Kabbalah teetering for me too. <laughs> First of all, her name is Kamala. <laughs> Second of all, she does not have a you know she doesn't have a white mom. Well, she is biracial. She's biracial, she, her Indian side. And I I identify as Indian, <laughs> so I take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> That says a lot. You are anti-black for not liking Kamala because there's no reason for you not to like her. Why you don't like her? People don't just like don't her. like her. I don't see? like her hip hop uh, affinities. I don't know. I apologize. <laughs> this is very problematic. There's no reason. None of these people deserve it except for maybe Drake. Next up Sorry, that annoys me is J. Cole. Why? Why? He Nobody gets mad at J. Cole. I do. He get on my nerves. Why? 
No, you need to tell me why. Because there's something wrong with you. Because he's just so he just so pro, pro black and liberation. Something about it. Just be like J Cole, <laughs> relax. All right. What what but has he, J Cole said or done? Let me just keep going. All right. Let me keep going. <laughs> the best representations of biracialness: Laura London. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tracy Ellis Ross. She could be tricky. Yes. I don't like her brothers. What? J. Cole. He's on both of them. The best representation is J. No. Cole as well. No. So you, you, he's on hilarious. both. And, that, and it's because he's biracial that he could do that. Superpower. I did not see this. That's hilarious that you just said J. Cole. Duality is a he's thing. He's on there as well. Sometimes Jesse Williams. But he's teetering. I like Jesse. Barack. You got to include Barack. He's changed the game. He's put a lot of respect on the biracial identity. Esperanza. Mm-hmm. Put her on there. Spalding. Jordan Peele, because you don't know that he's biracial. You know he's biracial? Is he? Uh-huh. He's a, he out here. <laughs> he out here passing. <laughs> and Zendaya. <laughs> Those are the best representations there. Do you have wow. anything I missed? I don't know that many biracial people. How? Where does Hallie go? She the top. Hallie tricky. Where does uh, Alicia the best. Keys go? Stop playing. She up there. She leading the pack. I think Zendaya's leading. How's um Zendaya can walks because Hallie mm. Hallie walks with Zendaya <laughs> can run. <clears throat> <laughs> these colo- these black sayings. <laughs> Or not your thing. You Holly's on top of the list. Anything right. else? You don't have anybody Wait, where's else? Alicia Keys? Mm, you answer that one. I thought of it. I couldn't make the call. Couldn't make the call. <laughs> She's purgatory. She's a purgatory. Don't, don't know how to feel. Don't know how to feel. Rashida Jones get on my nerves. She do too, but Kadita doesn't. Kadita's Kadita. gang gang. That's fucked That's up. Funny. Ain't it's that crazy? Up. What's wrong with her? Kadita on it. Kadita on it. Kadita and Tommy Hilfiger back in the chest, Wait, let me see something. I I didn't know that you were doing this. You don't want to. Where does the rock this idea? fit? The rock is. Mm. I don't feel like the rock is ten toes down in his blackness the way that he could be. He's very much into his Samoan Hawaiian life, and that's because he's raised in hawaii i think and his father's anti-blackness probably what about faith evans faith evans biracial you yeah best representation (laughs) for real yeah no what about tiny worst representation of why is she the worst worst paula Patton. Paula's Paula's Jewish. She's not. She's like she's not black. Oh, they got her on some list online. I would like to apologize. All right. This is really. Oh, Trevor Noah. Best representation. Although he does not like black women. That's also black woman. All right, let's go. That he's dated. Oh, Maya. Best Maya's, representation. She is one. She's a little of, annoying with her vegan shit. She's she is. Girl, she, she's so hyped. She's she vegan little, and thick as shit. She's so hyped. 
You like you vegan and thick. Shut up. That wasn't why I was. I love you. All right. Next topic, please. God. Beyonce attended Taylor Swift's Eras Tour concert movie premiere. Very interesting. I was pleasantly surprised. One, evidently, you know, Taylor Swift is doing something similar to Beyonce or vice versa. I don't know who did it first. She did it first. But um, Taylor is showing her concert show in theaters. It's a movie, a compilation of Swift shows in Inglewood, California. It's already broken a number of pre-sale records. According to the theater chain Cinemark, domestic pre-sale records are more than 10 times higher with pre-sales than any other cinema engagement event. Wow. Taylor responded to Beyonce being at her premiere. They had little pictures together. She said, I'm so glad I'll never know what my life would have been like without Beyonce's influence. The way she taught me and every artist out here to break rules and defy industry norms. I just, it made me realize how much Beyonce has been in the defense and in support of Taylor since, Mm -hmm. you know, Kanye. And I just, it, I completely forgot that and how probably um, preposterous these, what is the the comparison is in Beyonce's Mm -hmm. mind? Like, yo, that's my homie. That's my little sis. Like, that's somebody that that's my peer maybe i don't know but um is she signaling everyone to leave taylor alone are we gonna leave her alone because beyonce was like that's my that's my people or are we going to continue hating on and they're they're doing so many similar things right now both with record-breaking tours doing this movie thing of course they're going to compare the um the purchases the sale the sales sales of it it's inevitable um i don't know i I, yeah i kind of loved it for them yeah i was happy to see it i think it's it also it just shows how classy she's just a classy woman she's just so fucking classy like and she god she you when you talk about the narrative controls it she said she controls her narrative and she don't even say nothing Mm -hmm. that's why it's just so ooh. Mm. Ooh, good job by you. She don't say shit. She ain't say nothing about Taylor. She just went and smiled and took a picture with her. And that was enough. I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think that obviously it's the public that's all, that's normally putting people against each other. I do think that um, it's pretty obvious to me that AMC sought Taylor and Beyonce out. Mm. They're the two biggest stars. And the AMC was like, our theaters are struggling. You want to make some money, collectively make some money. And that's how they broker that deal when Beyonce releases a yeah, and Taylor release a movie at AMC theaters only. <clears throat> Pretty cool for them. And it's a win win, you know? I think that that's also a reason why she would show up. Mm. You know, she's a part of that deal. Wow. And that and we might see more artists doing this as the movies shift. You know, like we don't watch movies the same way that we used to. Um <clears throat> so very cool. I just think I just take it that Beyonce's just so classy. Classy and politicking. And it's us and it's the and it's the dummies who, you know, hop online and compare them. I'll be having a hard time not responding though when I see them Swifties comparing Beyonce 
to Taylor. It's I'm like, when she all, hitting that uh, pole at her concert, girl, I said, what in the? <laughs> what is that? You're off beat. You look flicked it a little why bit. why would you do I that? I don't get it. Why did you need to do <laughs> and why, That was choreographed. Why did they that say That was choreographed. Yeah. That girl said, okay, this is hot. Tap. Tap, tap, tap. Also, even if she stands still, all you gotta turn, all you gotta do is turn the mic on. But see, we're doing we're it. We're doing it. Uh, Beyonce, I apologize. You know what it is? It's because maybe because um, we, I think there's a protection about Beyonce, but there's also a you're not gonna you're not gonna see this black woman literally overachieving in every area of the game, perfecting her craft in the way she does, and somebody who talent she's talented but some people might think it was a little mediocre inflicted too a little bit gets all this shine and look at how Beyonce how hard she has to work it's again it's just a it's reflective of an experience but we're making the comparison Globally. nobody said that we're the ones that are no looking. I know that I'm <clears throat> talking about it's reflective of us mm-hmm. we're making the comparison because mm-hmm. we're like hold on I feel this in mm-hmm. my life at work mm. why is okay. that girl allowed to do xyz I, I feel that my, this way in my everyday word. fucking life yeah that these some of these people can be mediocre as hell I'm over here like ex- overachieving but somehow this one's still getting the Word. shine. Make it make sense. Well, more things to ponder as we are being inundated with Jada Pinkett and Will Smith tell all. No, no, sir. Nope. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> <laughs> Jada coming out with a book, y'all. It's a tell all book <laughs> called Worthy. And in this book, Jada is telling her story, her story of her life, her story of her career, her story of motherhood, and of course, her story in love with Will Smith. In her campaigning for this or in her, you know, uh, release for this, Jada has revealed to the public that she and Will have been separated for seven years now. As well as the fact that Chris Rock at one time pulled up on Jada when he thought that they were separated. She also talks about Tupac being her soulmate, although there was no sexual chemistry between them. And a lot of people are unnerved by this rollout. A lot of people are annoyed with Jada. Some people, and this is a conversation on The View, one of the women says, Navarro says, um, listen, Anna. <clears throat> Anna Navarro says, listen, I think she's having a relationship with her bank account because every time she needs to increase the ratings of the red table, every time she needs to sell books, she drops these bombshells. I find it unseemly. Be careful of anybody who pretends to have a perfect marriage in which co-host Joy, your girl Joy cut in and said, listen now, she found Jake, Jada Pinkett's handling of the news smart and defended the star's choice, saying it's a memoir. And she writes in her memoir that they've been separated for a long time. She thinks it's a brave thing to do. It's a courageous thing to do. And it has less to do with money because she has plenty of it. This is Jada just being able to tell her story. Now, I know, Antoinette, you've had um, some opinions about this. 
And um, I too initially felt for some reason, because I'm conditioned and women are nuts to be protective of Will. And like, it feels like Will, who was a beloved actor, is. A beloved star for us. We're slowly seeing his reputation erode in front of us. And like the 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 Oz, we, we're seeing Oz behind it and getting so much information around his relationship and the way that he's quote unquote been betrayed or the way he's now seeming unreasonable or, you know, him bucking up and slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. Like we're just seeing this image of Will unravel before our eyes. And a lot of it has to do, it's a connection with Jada. And I feel like we're blaming her and we're upset that she's sharing her stories with us, even though that's the very point of the red table and will has been just as um vulnerable and revealing i don't know i i don't think there's anything I, initially i was irritated but now i sit with like what well, what is really irritating me and i think it's it's me thinking that she is somehow um getting benefiting from you know the the eroding this image that we have of of her relationship and will and it's like, damn, y'all fucked up. This ain't as, this ain't nice. I don't like this. Y'all, y'all messy as hell. What the fuck? Y'all supposed to be our, our, <clears throat> our goals, you know? Mm. What yeah. you think? I think I too had to sit with it and be like, I mean, this sounds ridiculous. This is these people of relationship. And I'm like, I need to sit with this. I need a fucking business, you idiot. But, but they um, made it our business. They did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They included us. But also I feel when I read that, she said she did they didn't know how to tell people. And to me it it showed me that like, God, what a prison that world is oh, in. Oh yeah. You know, like how can you be dealing with this? And you have to one even make an announcement about it. Pressure, yeah. And you have to figure out the wording of it mm. and how to tell people. Mm. I don't think though, just because they're separated and their romantic marriage means that they are not very much married and in partnership. It seems like they are. I think that they're living separate romantic lives and sexual lives, but they're still a unit, and they've said that. You know, like we still make decisions together. We raising kids together. You on one side of the house, I'm on the other, but we're, so it's very interesting how they're cohabitating. They're still partnered in a way, which I find to be hopeful, encouraging, yeah, hopeful, <clears throat> honestly, yeah. where I'm like, wow, something shifted and it wasn't the same. I don't, but I don't know if like her memoir is saying she's wildly unhappy with it you know, and it's hurting her. But if it, if it's serving both of them, that's very interesting. That's a, that's to me, beautiful. They figured that out. Um, I think in terms of the, the, her relationship with Will, there is a part of me that's like, again, here comes this consideration that we talked about earlier. Your truth is your truth, definitely. And, and you should be able 
to tell it, but it's not without considering the impact that it has on other people. And I'm not saying she hasn't. Um, and maybe they've had conversations, who knows? But I, I know that in the revealing of some truths, and it's a weird thing because it's not just her revealing her truth to the people around her, or it's a very public thing where like he has to then deal with the repercussions of it. Whereas if I'm facing my truth with like you or something or like something in our inner circle, it's not something that I have to be reminded of or anyone else has to be reminded of throughout the day. And for him, he's going to see it everywhere. This was all over social media. All the memes are out about, you know, did Will know this? You know, did he find he out in the book? Of course, but I'm talking about the, the jokes and the this and the that. Like he's being ridiculed. And so, of course, you have to consider that. It doesn't mean she's responsible for it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's a distinction. Because I think that she's catching hell because people think she's responsible. Right. It's like, no, we're actually problem. the ones that are responsible for it. Mm. <laughs> we're actually the ones that are ridiculing mm-hmm. him and won't let him live it down. Mm. She's not asking us to do that. And she remained. But I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love him. And I really, I, I love him in a different kind of way. Cause we're from Philly mm-hmm. and he's my fresh prince. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be biased. And I hope he's not a dirt d- douchebag. I don't think he is. She's never seemed like he was, but like some stuff, I don't know if we needed to know that he wasn't satisfying you sexually. She, she said, said that. that? She said that a while ago, not in this book. Like, I don't know if we needed to know that. I don't know. Well, I think. I don't know. I think it makes us um, have to contend with the ways that we make people into deities. We make them into these Mm -hmm. like all, you know, especially couples, child, you know, Jay-Z and because that's all I can talk about ever. But like. If we were to know what the fuck's going on with them. But it's so interesting. You know, that's a great example because we know that something went on with them, but we don't know the nitty gritty details of who, how, what, what, mm, when, why. We don't know that. We just know what happened. And guess what? This is the result. And But they still remain deities to us and they're still together. They made it through. They're. You know, but God knows. I don't know if it's a deity. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't know if it's that. Even if that was some like, absolutely, some shit you're just gonna root for. Come on, some because stuff is we just find- like, oh yeah, it is nice. They made it through. The couple down the street too, like whatever. Yeah. Yes, they're they're on a. But what I'm saying is the distinction between them and Jada and Will is that they're on a very similar scope of public interest. One couple, the public knows very detailed things that's possibly very embarrassing or hurtful or frustrating for one of the people in that relationship. On the other hand, you know, and and it doesn't seem like anything ever went wrong. No one ever stepped, you know, no one ever like disrespected the, the relationship of the other person. Well, yes, (laughs) I forgot. And then didn't really take accountability which is but the other one and i don't know if she cheated on him because they had a like an understanding i don't know separated apparently right Mm -hmm. so then you have jay-z and you have beyonce this other couple very high on the public interest spectrum we know something happened but we don't know all the details 
Jay-Z has taken accountability, went on his apology tour, but still somehow we don't know if he ever, if he wasn't making her come or if she was whack in bed. We don't know any of that. It's none of our fucking business. Somehow there's still a protection of the relationship. Or a controlling of the narrative, the controlling of our mm -hmm. perception of them, right? Because if there was the same things that happened between you know listen jay-z probably done did some shit that we may even be thinking like why did you stay with him but we don't have access to it it doesn't but to take protect the relationship she don't you don't hear that to protect the relationship that's what i don't quite understand it's the, i, I don't think, think because you know that you're opening it's protected to open it up to, to not open it up to the public to give them I, all those details to ruminate over and no 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 you're right I, that's what uh, that's what yeah, I'm saying yeah no the, us having access to it is 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 an interesting decision but I guess our reaction to it and our yeah. the way that they become more human to us and more relatable and more like damn y'all messy the more the less appealing it is the less respect we have which i think is a more interesting thing mm. than them not telling us all the business like what they shit they ain't doing nothing that i ain't seen or or you know may have even experienced my damn self or any they of us like have they're doing it better huh they seem like they're doing it better Jayden than any Will? other separated couple yeah, i know I lo and I when my parents separated it got real hairy. They're offering us an alternative. Maybe they are doing this poly anarchy bull, you know, the shit that's like we are stepping into. Maybe they're they're an example of that for all of us. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like Jada wants to have this space. Um, She has a story to tell. It's her side as well. Her life cannot be around protecting like you said, mm -mm. this image of Will or this image of their marriage or what people think of her. And I think that's maybe what she's trying to um, step away from, step away from and recreate that. narrative. she's also a Virgo. So she, you know, she, she, she's being strategic as well. And also, um, girl, but I'd be, I'd be lying if I said my first re response was not girl. Shut up. I know everybody's like, we did not want to hear all this. And yeah. Will, are you okay? And I think part of that is not, I don't want to belabor this. Part of that, Will, are you okay? Is because he don't really be the one talking that much about it. It's just like, it feel like every other month, Jada then dropped another bomb to us about Will that we didn't need to know. In my humble opinion. Talks about it. He says some stuff. Anyway, I don't know. God dang it. Well, y'all, we have seen the end of this episode. We appreciate y'all for listening. Please call in if you have commentary about this episode that you'd like to chime in on. And um, peace be upon everyone. Also with you.
You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.